Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and it has been a while since I've done an episode, but we are back and better than ever. And today's episode is one that I've been meaning to get out for a very long time, however, I just couldn't find the time to do it. Today, I was able to finally get a hold of uh, Eric Bream and get together an episode, an interview with him that worked for both of us, and there were no technical issues, and we were able to get it all done, and it sounded great, and so we finally got that all done for you guys, and I'm really excited to have him back on the show and have just the whole My Job Depends on Ag crew back because we need some interviews. We've, we've needed interviews for a while. We were just you know having to listen to my voice forever, just doing solo episodes, and it just got really boring and really hard to do. But we're back, we've got interviews, we're going to have more in November, and for the time being, the episodes might be posted every other Wednesday instead of every Wednesday, just in order to keep the amount of content manageable and not have to get a new interview for every single week because it's very hard to work around people's schedules, especially right now because it's harvest season, a lot of people are harvesting or they have festivals or they have school events or it's just it's hard to, to get everyone's schedules on track. So for the time being, episodes are going to be posted uh, a little bit further apart than usual, but we're still going to have the same episodes. We're still going to have our interviews. We're going to bring in some more guests, some more FFA members to talk about um, their experiences. We're having some FFA members coming from national convention in the next couple weeks to talk about their projects and their American farmer degrees and that kind of thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. So without further ado, here is the Eric Bream interview. I hope you guys enjoy and thanks for uh, tuning in. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your involvement in the agriculture industry. Uh, my name is Eric Bream. I'm a third-generation citrus farmer in Tulare County. Um, one of the things that I do quite often for the ag industry is uh, work through my job depends on ag to bring shine a light on some of the issues that are facing agriculture in California and across the United States today. Okay. Um, when did when when are you were you done? Yeah, whatever. I can keep talking whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't want to cut you off if you had anything else you wanted to add on there. Just No, I'm good. Okay. Um, when did you join the uh, My Job Depends on Ag uh, team? Uh, I believe that was in October of 2015. Um, they, Eric started the group in May, I believe, of 2015, and he was trying to do all the admin work himself and the group grew so fast that by the time October rolled around I got I want to say there was probably 40,000 members and he was still trying to do it by himself so uh, he reached out to a handful of us that have been active on the page and asked us to to help him so it's, huh. we're, we're probably around three years yeah oh wow so you've been around uh, for a long time then <laughs> Um, so I've seen a lot of the conversations you've had on that page and you're pretty active. I mean, you have a lot of conversations with all kinds of different people and, um, you seem pretty knowledgeable on a lot of the different types of agriculture that are discussed on that page. Um, have you seen a whole lot of, uh, you know, just in your conversations, have you seen a whole lot of increase in the, you know, the ag literacy or in the knowledge of the people that you interact with, or you think they're actually learning uh, quite a bit from the page? Yeah, I do. It's it's hard. It would be a little more difficult for the average person to see some of the same things that I see because we're able to kind of look in the background and see, um, you know, who's who's able to see how many people have seen and 
responded to different things. And yeah, I, I think we're, you know, it's a slow process, but I think we're actually making a difference. But, uh, you th- um, do you think that the, uh, the page is helping people? Like, do you think they're learning a lot from, from what they're seeing on there? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think there's a lot of people that, uh, that are learning, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's social media. So sometimes, you know, things get said and it, that really are kind of counterproductive to things, but with a group that size, we really can't, you know, keep it all on track a hundred percent of the time. You know, we're, we're pushing 85,000 members now. And it's, uh, we talk about some of the more divisive things that are going on in ag and, you know, people have uh, pretty strong feelings about them. And sometimes that, that doesn't translate into actually what our mission is, which is really to educate uh, people. I've said it a lot, you know, that, that this the idea of uh, ag education or ag literacy really starts with us, you know, and the way we bring the message uh, to the people that need to hear it. Because a lot of times we kind of fight within ourselves and people get turned off to that real quick if they're looking for information. Um, you know, that's <laughs> It's a pretty, pretty steep hill to climb to fix that, but I, you know, we're, we're it's it's a long process, but I think we're making progress. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. <laughs> just uh, just seeing the kind of community that you guys have built there, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, so as as we're kind of talking about the, uh, the the types of discussions you were having and a lot of like the uh, the information that gets passed around on that page, and even you know, unfortunately, some of the uh, arguments that are had within members of that page. Um, what has really prepared you for a lot of those types of intellectual discussions about agriculture? Uh, I think for me, it was a lot of, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, I grew up in ag, I grew up on a ranch, uh, you know, my, my family farmed for years and I broke away from that when I was in my early twenties and went out and, and did other things and came back and took over the ranch later in life. Um, and there was a lot when I came back that I didn't know. Um, you know, and I'll freely admit that, uh, but what it did, you know, it motivated me to get to learn a lot about what was going on, you know, Mm. and I really didn't have any preconceived notions about a lot of this stuff. Uh, I knew what we did in our little corner of the world. Um, but it really kind of motivated me and I got real curious about, you know, how things like our food system works. And so I, I read a lot. Um, you know, did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of people that are knowledgeable about this stuff, and it just really became a passion for me that I didn't know that I had. Huh. Well, it's, uh, it seems like it definitely uh, took off a lot more than you were expecting. Yeah, yeah, no, that, life is funny that way. It takes you in directions that you don't ever expect. Um, you know, and, and really for me, I've, uh, I've been back in agriculture for less than five years now, mm. and some of some of the uh, some of the doors that have been open for me uh, because of my job depends on ag and a few other things that I'm involved in. You know, it's just been crazy uh, it, where where I've been able to move myself within a short period of time in the ag industry. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't remember if you said it or not. Um, what exactly is your involvement in the agriculture industry? What kind of uh, what kind of agriculture uh, practices did you t- did you take in when you were younger or or currently? Well, but I, it be, pretty much the same thing. I grew up on a family farm. Back then, uh, we farmed uh, stone fruit, mm. olives, um, 
cotton for a while, uh, and then really kind of in the 80s, we transitioned into primarily citrus. Gotcha. And, and now, uh, you know, I farm all of my family's land, plus I do custom farming for other people. Uh, got a little bit of, we do a little bit of pomegranates now and some olives, but really the driving force of what we do is, is citrus. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, were you involved in FFA at all when you were in high school? I wasn't. Um, I, you know, for me, the, my, part of my story is is that when when I was younger, growing up on the farm, I hated it. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, you know, it was just, I always looked at it like it was, uh, you know, just long hours and, you know, always you know, weekends and stuff like that. And I, when I was younger, I just didn't like it. And that's, and you know some of some of the dynamics of family come into that when you look at, at family farms and how that that dynamic comes together sometimes with some of those personalities and things and you know I just when I was younger I couldn't wait to leave mm. um, which which is so interesting because now you know I'm 180 degrees from that you know I <laughs> I wake up every day and and I'm excited to go and and you know do what we do. Yeah, no, seems like that happens a lot. A lot, a lot of the uh, younger kids that grow up in this industry, they just get kind of tired of it after a while, and they always end up coming back, most of them at least. Yeah, and it's, you know, for me, uh, it was a very sudden deal. My dad uh, died very suddenly uh, in 2014, mm. and, he, you know, we were actually, my family was actually on the path to selling all of our ground and getting out of ag altogether. Um, and that was supposed to happen in 2016. And, you know, I just kind of sat down after he died and just really took a long, hard look at, at what some of this stuff meant to me and what it meant for the rest of my family moving forward and, and just decided that I couldn't really live with myself if I just let it go. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that'd be a, that'd be a hard thing to do. Well, I'm... I, I can I can say for sure that I'm glad. I'm sure that most of the people on the uh, My Job Depends on Ag page are, are definitely glad that you've jumped back into this industry. That you're a lot more involved now. Well, thank you. <laughs> so uh, now that you're back into the ag industry, now that you're you know you've done your research and you're a lot more engaged in this kind of thing, um, what do you see is the largest issue, or at least one of the largest issues facing agriculture today? Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I've been asked this. I've been asked this question several times in different uh, <laughs> different kinds of uh, places, uh, and it's and my answer changes over time. I, you know, it, the simple answer for California, especially in the Central Valley, is water. Right. Um, that that seems to change sometimes day to day. With you know, you can almost exchange labor and water as the two top issues. Um, and depending on what's going on on that day or that week. Um, but in general, you know, I, we have to have access to things, some of the inputs that we need, whether that's human inputs or, or uh, you know, crop inputs like water. Um, so I think moving forward, it, it, those are going to continue to be issues. But, you know, that is really one of the big things that, that we're facing that's going to be a struggle. Do you see an effective way to fix it, or is it something we're going to have to struggle with for a little bit before it starts to get better? Well, I, I think we see small rays of hope. Um, you know, just this past week, the federal government uh, decided to 
take another look at how we manage water out here. Um, because really, if you look at it, the, the way we're managing our current water situation doesn't seem to help anybody. <laughs> it's not helping, you know, we're not seeing the results that everybody would like to see for the environment. Right. Um, and it's definitely, and it's definitely not helping farms and cities and, you know, so really, you know, taking another look at that and trying a different approach seems to be practical. And so we're, we're seeing, you know, small steps moving forward, but I think it'll be a struggle forever. I, I don't, I don't foresee, uh, you know, water just all of a sudden the, the issue is being solved. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. Um, but I mean, the best we can do is just kind of hope and and pray that a lot of the people, a lot of the Californians, kind of realize what's uh, what's going on, where the water needs to be allocated, and we kind of work together on that. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty scary thing when you look at it. You know, when you look at the amount of food that we grow for the nation uh, in California, that when you know as that diminishes. Um, that can have huge impacts on everybody, and and it really boils down to our access to water. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know this is very um, new and a work in progress, but uh, lately I've seen on the My Job Depends on Ag page that you guys have been working a lot more on that uh, that movie that you guys are are trying to push out and that the first um, episode or the pilot or whatever is is done or close to being done. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, what we're working on is a, a, a television docuseries. Mm. Um, so the vision for this thing is uh, the first year, the first season uh, is 13 episodes, um, various uh, subject matter about agriculture. Um, the pilot episode is done. Um and what we're what we're in the process of doing now is getting the funding together to so we can fund the entire season and really figuring out where this thing is going to land as far as uh, a, a place for people to see it. Mm. And so those that should be coming together in the next couple of weeks. Um, we have the, the the pilot episode when when we're able to show it to the public is kind of an issues based. Um, subject matter it deals with the consolidation of family farms in California what some of the driving forces are behind that what some of the repercussions might be long term uh, because of what's going on Uh, a lot of the other subject matter that we might do in the other 12 episodes uh, may not be quite so heavy of a a, a subject you know we may do things you know we'll we'll probably do one about uh, labor how that works you know mm. from from the from the view on the farm you know a lot of times we we get journalists and uh, you know other people that that might you know have some knowledge about the subject but they're not actually bringing it from the farm view which is really what we're trying to do with a lot of this stuff right is, yeah is to is to is to make that direct connection between the people who do the job and the people that need to hear you know, how it actually works. You know, we kind of, what the idea is, is that we're just going to pull all the filters out of the whole thing because a lot of times um, in ad communication, uh, a lot of times we like to gloss over things, uh, make things seem a little different than they are. Mm. And 
our, our idea is that you have to start from a place of truth and honesty before you can actually get someone to trust what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that entirely. Um, yeah, that's something that I think is a very uh, positive and very good project that is, you know, it's it's going to help out a lot of people, hopefully, and something I'm going to be advertising the heck out of as soon as it starts getting a little bit more, you know, out there and, and once you guys find a platform for it. So I can't wait for that to come out. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It'll be eye opening. And, uh, you know, most of the, the professionals that we've talked to in the entertainment business, are just, uh, you know, kind of floored when they hear about it and see what we're doing. <laughs> um, you, you know, that every, everybody recognizes a need for this. You know, nobody's really, thus far, as being able to pull it off of the ground, and we're really close to doing it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And just to have somebody from our area and our background that's able to make that kind of impact, it's just something that's not very, you know, it's not seen very often, so it's kind of, it's kind of special that way, too. Yeah, and, what, and really what we're hoping for with the series is that, uh, knock on wood anyway, we really want to take this thing to a national level and be able to do and, uh, more and get more eyes on things. Because, you know, a lot of times I just had this conversation on Facebook last week with somebody, you know, a lot of times here in California, we we feel like we're the only ones or that our plight in this whole thing is, is worse than everybody else's. And we kind of stand on the on the top of the hill in the glass house you know and and think well nobody else has it as bad as we do but when you start to listen to the stories across the country they're they're very similar you know we've got different crops we've got different issues but ultimately they boil down to a couple of the core problems that go on with that and you know so we really want to push this thing across the country and 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 talk to people in other areas so you know we can we can even break some of those myths that that people that farm here in the valley feel you know that that we're the only ones that suffer right so to speak right no exactly um it will with this whole project i know that in in at least part of the pilot one of the main things you guys do is you um, do showcases of various farmers and, and their, you know, agricultural practices and you, you, you interview them and, and their life in agriculture. And you, I mean, obviously you have, you find a, a value in, in increasing agricultural literacy. So how do you really convince these, these older farmers to share their knowledge about agriculture and to teach others? Because it seems pretty common that a lot of these older farmers are just, you know, they shut off the rest of the world. They don't want to tell anybody what they're doing because they, they know that somebody's going to get upset with them for doing it. So it seems a little hard to, um, to get them to share their story. Yeah, there's a, there's a cultural barrier to some of this, um, you know, and, and you know and I know from growing up in agriculture, you know, you kind of get this uh, indoctrination real early that you just keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, don't worry about what the neighbor's doing and, and all of that stuff. And it's kind of translated into the fact that, you know, as we've moved forward, we've let other people define our story. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and when when that happens, things go <laughs> things go a little astray <laughs> yeah and so we're, we're really trying to pull that back uh which is tough and as far as uh, some of some of the older generation of farmers i really don't know how you do it what i can tell you for sure is that there's a lot of them in the background that are listening and a lot of them in the background that are cheering for us 
uh, I don't know if you ever get a lot of them real comfortable with uh, kind of climbing out on the tree limb with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that there's always going to be some that they like what you're doing, but they don't want to be part of it just because, you know, it's hard to it, it's hard to make that jump. So Exactly. Yeah, well, I appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking to us about, you know, future projects and, and your uh, your involvement in all this, Eric. It's, uh, it's a great pleasure. Okay. Anytime, Brennan. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll hope to hear you again. And as soon as this um, this uh, documentary thing is starting to pick up a little bit, I'll definitely have either you or Eric Wilson, maybe both of you, back on to talk about it a little bit more. Okay. Just let us know. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank All right. You. Yep. See you later. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, guys. Uh, big thanks to Eric Wilson for coming on and talking on this uh, show. It's great to have him back and for to hear about that documentary, which I'm super excited about. I hope you guys are too. And as more news comes out about that, I will definitely let you guys know. I'll be advertising it like crazy because I'm super excited to see it too. And, you know, they could use all the support they can get. They need the donations and the help and, you know, raising the funding and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, show all, show them all the support you can. And thank you for showing support on, on this uh, podcast. We're, you know, like I said, we're back and better than ever. We're having our interviews going. And the episodes are more likely going to be a little bit more spaced out than they were before. Although, next week I will be posting, well, for you guys, tomorrow, I'll be posting... A, um, a little bit of a, I guess you call it a vlog. It's, it's an episode based around the Harvest Festival going on at my community college, uh, College of the Sequoias. And um, that's just kind of, you know, it's a fun festival that celebrates agriculture and something that I wanted to um, encapsulate a little bit for you guys. So I'll be doing some coverage on that as well. Maybe I'll interview a couple of the teachers or a couple of the students over there and just kind of show you guys what an ag festival looks like in Tulare. So thank you so much for watching or listening, I suppose. And uh, I look forward to... Uh, posting more episodes for you guys i'm glad to be back so thank you and don't forget if you ate today thank a farmer